is Kai and Lafayette. We're two ex-engineers who quit our jobs to pursue the path with heart. We believe that experience is fundamental to understanding life and its concepts. So our weekly podcast is filmed and recorded on location from various parts of the world. It's thanks to our Patreon members like you that we're able to produce this content regularly. We offer varying benefits based on your pledge amount, from full-length videos of the episodes to weekly streams. So please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the theory of living. Subscribe, leave us some feedback, and please share with your friends. Yeah, we're alive. Episode 20. Episode 20 already? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. If you've made it this far, <laughs> you are a trooper. Because it has been a work in progress, to right. say the least. Mm-hmm. But we're here. We're at our home, currently yeah. in Ao Nong, which is in the province of Krabi, mm-hmm. in Thailand. Yes. And speaking of Thailand, what's our topic for today, Kai? Thailand. Wow, okay, yes. that was so predictable. Anybody mm-hmm. could have guessed that? Yeah, obviously we talked about um, Thailand a little bit last time. We were talking about climbing, right? Uh, episode 19 and 18 a little bit uh, because of our dear friend Pong. Mm-hmm. Um, City monk, Pong. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we haven't been here that long, but I think uh, it's quite a good time to talk about Thailand in general. So we're not going to really get into um, specifics and details too much. Uh, that's going to be, you know, left for next time. You yeah, know, when later we, down the road. Yeah, when we have more experience with it. But right now, like you're saying, we have a more general overview. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've already seen some of our vlog episodes on youtube in bangkok yeah and then also again the interview with pong there as well which was in chiang mai mm-hmm. so we're just going to do a cursory overview of thailand and our experience so far with it yes because it's pivotal right now to try to encourage people to come to travel to thailand mm-hmm. um, restrictions are loosening up but mm-hmm. a huge part of thailand's economy is purely tourism yeah. So we need people like you and ourselves to come and support mm-hmm. and help the locals as well so they can keep thriving and right. we're able to explore their beautiful country and yeah. explore you, all the Do you food. care too much about these local people because you have a girlfriend already? <laughs> I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> this guy right here. <laughs> you look so genuine back there, so I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, she's pulling the strings behind me. Tell them to come. No, no, it's just, yeah. I mean, everybody here, as you know, obviously, has been right. so gracious and kind yeah. and going out They're their way. They're kind to us genuinely, right? Yeah, to be helpful, mm. and they want every, you know, foreigner to have a good time yeah. and tourists and things of that nature. And mm. you and I are a little bit different because we're going to be staying long-term here. Yeah. So I think we feel more, pressure's not the right word, but we feel more mm-hmm. of a responsibility to try right. and help contribute and yeah. to you know conform more into society and again we want to help those that have helped us right even if they haven't helped us that you know still worthy of help yes i mean they're just saying that you if you want to really know about a person who they really are you know see how they are at their worst right i mean during this time obviously tourism is getting back up but pretty bad right so people uh, Rubik, right? His name. Uh, Rubik, this mm-hmm. Indian restaurant that we go pretty often because their curry is Phenomenal. unbelievable. Um, what was the curry that we had in Bangkok? The famous curry. I don't remember. I forgot the name. I mean, you guys can see our um, Bangkok Part Two Chinatown. Um, that curry was good, 
at the time I gave that curry nine out of ten because <laughs> of the curry that I gave six out of ten in Phoenix. But now I have to adjust all them back because、mm-hmm. the curry, especially red curry and masaman curry, um, unbelievable. I'll give probably nine point five or ten, or I, I'll just give like nine actually out of ten, just because I have a lot more explore. But、uh, the scale is not linear, by the yes, way. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So I give、uh, Rubik's curry, papaya. Shout out to papaya, and then he has a multiple restaurant. We'll probably get to it, but、um, because of the reason, I give that nine. And the curry in Bangkok, which is very popular, very popular,、um, probably six. And then curry in Phoenix, three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <Yeah> . sorry. <laughs> and these are all good. That's the funny thing because they're all more than edible. You know,、yes. even the one in Phoenix, of course, just very sweet. You know, way less nuance, very much in、mm-hmm. your face, kind of it. You know. The American type of curry you'd expect, or、yes. the twist on curry from an American、mm-hmm. to make it more palatable, more digestible.、Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you're saying, I mean, I have have we had a bad meal here? Here yet? I know Chiang Mai, we didn't have a single bad meal. No, we haven't had a bad meal here. I had a bad meal in Phuket for sure,、um, but also great meal. But here, Chiang Mai and Krabi, we haven't had any bad meals yet. Nah, not yet. Which is amazing because you would think. Again, with the hit to tourism,、mm-hmm. that they would have a harder time, like getting you know supplies and things of that nature to produce、mm-hmm. high quality food. But everything's fresh, made to order, and still, frankly, just phenomenal service and、mm-hmm. delicious. Right. <laughs> also, the reason we brought it up,、uh, Rubik and his restaurant, is that、uh, also the reason I said that.、Um, Currently, he said that the tourism is about five percent of what it used to be. Yeah.、Uh, during this time, which is peak time,、uh, up to April, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, but still, people are very kind to us, very genuine. Try to help us、uh, as soon as we say that.、Um, well, I mean, tourists as well, but also we tell them that oh, we're going to stay here for a while. You know, they try to help us to get a bike. You know, all that information. They're so kind. Yeah. Even their economy is not doing great. Yeah. Right, so that's what I wanted to say. That a lot of people here are genuinely kind, very nice.、Um, so if you value、uh, the quality of、uh, relations and connections、uh, in a community, Krabi or anywhere in Thailand, I can't speak for everywhere because I haven't been there. But at least the Krabi in Chiang Mai seem to be a very good place to be. Yeah, it's、mm-hmm. just the Thai people are naturally a very Genuine bunch.、Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. There's always going to be the misfits and the people that stand out, and people have poor、right. experiences, you know, being taken advantage of, things of that nature. That happens in every country.、Mm-hmm. It does. But if you're willing to engage with people here,、yeah. then they're more than happy to engage with you.、Mm-hmm. So you just got to put some effort, like any relationship anywhere in the world, and you'll be paid back tenfold. And like you said, you know, there's several people I've. Gone out of their way to help us out with procuring、mm-hmm. a bike, finding a place to live,、mm-hmm. um, general tourism, general stuff in nature. I mean, the pharmacist we met do. We we're saying every day we're gonna go see you,、yeah. say hello, have a new word in Thai, and just extremely helpful. Spoke perfect English,、mm-hmm. and that's another wonderful thing. Is a lot of people here speak English pretty well in the tourist areas, and even when you're not. 
we live in a time period where we have Google Translate and all these mm-hmm. other functions that I literally don't have to speak any Thai. You don't have to speak any English, and yet right. we still have a conversation. And we've gone through that several times. And one of the best benefits so far of being here, I think, is the immigration office. Right. The gentlemen, mm-hmm. the women working in the immigration office here, specifically in Krabby Town, are exquisite, very kind, yeah. very helpful, mm-hmm. and making jokes. Yeah, 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 just laughing, you know, having a good time. Mm-hmm. And usually, when you go to a government op- office anywhere mm-hmm. in the world, yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty rough. You know, most people are not there because they're trying to have something new or mm-hmm. something exciting to their lives it's because they have to be there right and it's difficult it's hard to communicate most of the time the immigration offices are dealing with foreigners that don't speak any thai yes don't understand the culture the mm-hmm. nuance or all the application process all the documents you need mm-hmm. they're at crabby they're literally doing the photocopies for us they're explaining the process right you know they're saying oh don't worry about it. we'll get it fixed for you just Again, it goes to show you that there's a willingness from a lot of the Thai people to try mm-hmm. and get tourism back to where it was. Right. Because it's their livelihood. And it's not the livelihood of the immigration office, but it's helpful for them as well. Right. So I just can't speak highly enough and praise the Thai people highly enough for mm-hmm. their friendliness. Yeah, for sure. And then also not to mention there are tasks usually at government office, especially immigrant immigration office here. Their jobs are very repetitive um, nothing to really enjoy. Uh, I mean, obviously, it depends on personality, but also that that's what makes it so hard, right? That's what makes it so hard to be friendly or, you know, bright at workplace. But they are. They're a lot yeah. of more very helpful, very kind, makes, making jokes. At, at least here at Krabby uh, Immigration Office. We, um, what was that, Chiang Mai, when we went to... Bangkok initially, yeah, where we returned away, mm-hmm. and then again in Chiang Mai we went. Right. We had the volunteers that spoke English, right? So they were helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, still a bit more confusing there, but again, people were generally trying to be helpful. Yeah, mostly the volunteers, right? But then here, there's no volunteers, and it's purely a Thai staff, and mm-hmm. incredibly helpful. I think it helps when you live near an island, yeah. or you know, you know near beach in those types of climates mm-hmm. because generally beach towns are just a little more laid back, a little mm-hmm. more chill. I really get that vibe here. So I think that just kind of breathes into the interactions. I think so because we just uh, went to Phuket, mm-hmm. uh, came back yesterday. We were there for three days. Obviously, was not uh, long enough to experience everything there, but still uh, felt like it's a big city. I, I missed Krabby when I was there. You know, <laughs> just the calmness, that that relaxed uh, atmosphere. Beaches right there, you know, all the restaurants along the water. Uh, it feels very relaxed, calm, you know. Don't get me wrong, there are bars and I wouldn't say that's a club, but places you can party for sure. Yeah. Um, we went to this uh, upbeat bar. Upbeat bar, yep. Yeah. Off the main um, drag. Yeah, Wednesday night uh, was popping. Yeah, it was crazy. And it was mostly Thai, which was nice to see. Mm-hmm. So yes. it seemed like a local bar that had live music and Thai, mm-hmm. a couple pool tables, drinks, yeah. and people just having a good time and enjoying themselves, which yeah. was, you know, it's wonderful to see, especially when it's not foreigners. Mm-hmm. Because then, you know, oh, yeah, you know, people are still 
despite all this negativity economically speaking Mm -hmm. still can find ways to have entertainment and enjoyment Mm -hmm. and i think that's again just a life-affirming thing yeah it's wonderful it makes you want to enjoy your life yeah exactly uh also interesting things about thailand is that i thought i knew a lot about thailand uh because i grew up in korea i heard a lot about south typical korean arrogance (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that exists, by the way. I actually, <laughs> let me talk about it. Oh, really? Because, I mean, this I think exists in, in in general in any country that people view lighter skin uh, more associated with more the class, mm. you know, and then you know what I mean. Like, there's people tend to look down on them mm. and uh, tend to associate them with. Uh, low class uh, ghetto and things like that, right? Oh, you're saying the stigma attached to yeah. pigmentation stigma, on your yes. skin? So the darker you are, the more typically right. negative? Right. And if you know anything about biology or simple fact that that has to do with just pigmentation, uh, which is exactly what the pigment uh, melanin, right? Has nothing to do with it, right? <laughs> but even Thailand and in Korea, um, that exists. So Korean people, as you know, most of them are, uh, have light skin just because of the weather condition. I Obviously, indigenous people in Thailand, they are darker because the country is so close to the equator, uh, just 15 uh, degrees above the equator, the tropical, tropical um, uh, climate. Mm-hmm. But they have lighter skin people because of, uh, they're of Chinese descendants. So Korean people look down on them. Uh, if you, like, they make jokes like, oh, you look like, uh, you know, South Asian person, like something mm. like that. Like, that's a joke. Like, means that you look wow. not cool, you know, something like that. So they're stupid in my opinion. You yeah. just don't know, like, simple biological, biology, biology fact, you know? Yeah. But um, funny enough, that exists within the country as well. <laughs> Even with other Koreans, but with different no, 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 pigment here. skin. Oh no, here, here in yeah. Thailand, yeah, they uh, lighter skinned women are more uh, considered more attractive than uh, darker skinned women, because I think it's due to class and uh, snobbery, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, so to me, it's all funny, but uh, funny and just something that we have to really, you know, get rid of eventually. But unfortunately, I see a lot here, even in Thailand. I thought I wouldn't really experience that in person, mm-hmm. um, but I have seen that a lot. Experienced yeah. that I mean, lot. the beauty standard is so varied depending where you go. But mm-hmm. like you said, pigment of your skin being lighter is typically seen as mm-hmm. more beautiful traditionally in mm-hmm. a lot of these places. I mean, you go into the pharmacy, you'll find skin whitening cream, Yeah, which you've seen it in France, you've seen it in mm-hmm. Korea, you see it here. It's kind of amazing that they've still held on to this antiquated mm-hmm. idea about yeah. what beauty is mm-hmm. because you and i would both agree that i mean there's beauty in all shades and pigment of skin and to i mean well that's different from what you told me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're making me sound like a racist off camera <laughs> there's only kidding. one true beautiful skin color it's rainbow buddy <laughs> yes, you're right though right i mean we all, all agree on that um especially skin color um has nothing to do with beauty in my opinion um it has to do more with how the woman carries herself. You know? Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Beauty is absolutely something that is more than just physical appearance. Mm-hmm. It's 
again, like you said, it's how you carry yourself. It's how you interact with others. Mm-hmm. Personality. There's so many things that constitute beauty. Absolutely. And it's an unfortunate byproduct of specific cultures and civilization that we create a beauty standard and that we can only see beauty within that lens or through that lens. So mm-hmm. we kind of limit ourselves to actually experiencing beauty mm-hmm. when we have such a fixated idea of what constitutes it. I can no longer see something outside of that as beautiful. Mm-hmm. So talk about like reducing my world and my reality. And it's purely by my thought process and the ideologies I hold. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about all the time here that all these embedded values can affect our ways and the way we interact with life and the paths we decide to take mm-hmm. that may not serve us at all. Yeah. It's just hard to see. And we all suffer from this. You and I even have this in some regards and other mm-hmm. ways that maybe we're aware of or unaware of, but we should be constantly trying to mm-hmm. re-educate ourselves in these matters based on yeah. experience and then, of course, you know, empirical data when applicable. Mm-hmm. But again, something we talk about all the time, it's we need to go from experience to do it. Right. Absolutely. And also, um, the one thing that we cannot skip when it comes to Thailand, uh, food. Food's here, right? So good. Because I didn't have much expectation when I came here. Um, just because the only thing that I knew about Thailand food, Thai foods were uh, Pad Thai, <laughs> Wait, that's Thai? <laughs> Thai curry, just a few things. Uh, clearly just ignorant, right? I I didn't know anything about Thai food, just other than those common things that people know mm-hmm. uh, around the world. I mean, I was here four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and I had a similar experience where I didn't really have anything that was, like, mind-blowing. I guess that's, that's because I didn't. Why do you think that is? You were here for I mean long enough. Yeah, I mean maybe because it was just like visiting mostly touristy places, mm. and I would order different things. Yeah. But again, maybe because there was just so much tourism at the time that mm. there was maybe not as much attention on quality of food, mm. or the places I just happened to go weren't the next level places because they were yeah. closer to the beaches, things of that nature. Whereas this time, obviously, we've gone mm. on the off beaten path. Yeah. to try many different things. Mm-hmm. And while we haven't had anything necessarily bad, mm-hmm. we've definitely had things that have been way better than the other things. Right. So I, I'm very happy for the first time to feel like oh, I'm going to a foreign country and the food nine times mm-hmm. out of ten is going to be delicious. Yeah. Whereas my experience in other places, like the food's different. It's not bad, mm-hmm. but it's not like mind-blowing. But right. here I can definitely say the curry has been life altering <laughs> i know i love curry now I <laughs> like i said i've had i've had uh so many different curries indian korean japanese so slightly all different mm-hmm. and then i came here i mean before this in phoenix that was my first time actually trying thai curry and that was even mind-blowing wow this is absolutely different from all of the curries that i had i had tried and then i had a curry here uh bangkok right chinatown famous curry it was good, but it was, like I said, I, at the time I gave nine just because it, it was different and um, it was not, there was nothing about too overpowering in, in the taste uh, profile. But then I had curry here and I realized, okay, all those things are just not even comparable to yeah. this high quality curry. And 
I think there are a couple of things that I can tell uh, talk about when it comes to Thai foods. One, subtlety. I think it's throughout all the Thai foods, if they're good, considered good. What I mean by that is that a lot of uh, good places in America, even in the U.S., they have like very strong flavor uh, among all others. If it is sweet, very sweet. The pastries and cakes, very sweet. I mean, one thing is just dominant over all others. But here, even the things that that are supposed to be sweet, slightly, subtly sweet, but good enough. Like yeah. it's not short. You know what I mean? Like very good. Like yeah. I love that. Like they have moderacy in their food. Next thing about it, same context. The portions are so small. I mean, I shouldn't say so small. Portions, portions are just moderate, just mm-hmm. good enough. Yes, sometimes when we are super hungry, we have to have two meals, but it's good enough. It's never too small, never too large. Let's talk. Let's be honest. Like American foods are oh. too goddamn huge, right? Yeah. But their portions are just enough. Like you, you can never overeat it with just one meal. Yeah. Unless you have like multiple meals. Oh uh, yeah, it would be very difficult to overeat here mm-hmm. if you have any type of moderate exercise. Yeah. And you get that because you can walk everywhere here, which is interesting because most people don't walk anywhere. Yeah. But I agree. I think the portion size is refreshing to see Mm -hmm. because you and I, you know, we moderate and modulate our food Mm -hmm. based on our fitness goals, health goals, Mm -hmm. longevity, blah, blah, blah. So we're already in the habit of doing that. But it's absolutely very nice to go out and Mm -hmm. not have to worry about, is that going to be too much food? Yeah. because I don't want to take home food. I just mm. want to be able to eat what's in front of me. And you never think about ordering another meal unless you're starving, mm. or you never think about, is this going to be too much? Am I going to overeat today? You just order your meal, mm-hmm. you eat it, and you feel satiated. Yeah. You feel full. You feel good. Mm-hmm. And even if you want dessert, like you said, there's a subtle sweetness to it that keeps you coming back for more. Yeah. But again, you don't get that huge sugar rush and mm-hmm. then the crash that follows. Typically... Right with what you would get somewhere in America or maybe some other countries that... Come on, America. (laughs) Pull it together. (laughs) You could do this. (laughs) But yeah, I find that very Mm -hmm. enticing when I go out to eat. That I can have a dessert that's not going to break the bank. Yeah. As far as like calorie count, health, or or financially speaking. Mm -hmm. It's very nice. Yeah. I think that aligns with their personalities too. Uh, Thai peoples that that uh, moderacy. Um, they're not. Maybe there are some, but from my experience, they're not really greedy. You know about anything. I think that translates to um, their food culture as well. Seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. We hope you found some value in this episode. Please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash the theory of living. Subscribe, leave us feedback, and share us with your friends. Get out there and design a theory that calls you to experience. We'll see you next week. Thanks.